Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Good Wednesday morning. We've been talking about it all week, this very early taste of wintertime. Yeah, and it's about to get even colder. It's October 19th, 2022. This is Today. Record lows, temperatures plunging even further this morning, now gripping much of the East Coast. Tens of millions of us waking up to bitter cold. Just ain't right. It's not Halloween yet. It already feels like Christmas, man. Al's got the full forecast and a warm-up on the horizon. Pressure at the pump, gas prices rising yet again. The president set to announce new steps today aimed at lowering costs. What you need to know straight ahead. Breaking overnight, mass evacuations ordered across southern Ukraine after more than a week of deadly attacks. And in Russia, pressure mounting on President Putin. Thousands of men fleeing to avoid being drafted. Some sharing their stories exclusively with NBC News. Every people you talk to uh, is a is, is a humans. They are humans. It's a human. Yeah, right. It doesn't matter. You are you are you Russian, Ukraine, uh, American, or. It doesn't matter. We're live in Moscow with the very latest. Tis the season. Millions of Americans already on the hunt for holiday bargains with rising costs impacting how and when they shop. So how is the nation's largest retailer gearing up? Just ahead, our exclusive live one-on-one with the CEO of Walmart U.S. All that plus his story. Friends star Matthew Perry speaking out and getting candid what he's revealing for the first time about his decades-long struggle with addiction and what's giving him hope now. Today, Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Oda Cutby, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Good morning, everybody. Nice to see y'all out on the plaza and at home. Thank you for starting your day with us. I have a feeling we're going to see some Yankees caps out there. A lot of people were there at the game last night. Oh, we'll yeah. have to check it out. And the Yanks move on. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. It is a busy morning and we've got a lot to get to, including something you probably noticed. Gas prices, they are creeping up again, nearly 20 cents higher from just a month ago. Yeah, and it's happening, of course, with this busy holiday travel season upon us. Coming up, Tom Costello is going to break down a new effort being announced today to try to get those prices down. But we do uh, start with that brutal cold. It's affecting a lot of the country. Nearly 100 million people waking up this morning to some sort of freeze advisory, including some areas that are not used to being so cold so soon. Yeah, look at this. These were the temperatures one week ago across Texas, mid-90s, even 100 degrees in some places. But now look at this morning. What a difference a week makes. Temps in the 30s and 40s. We're going to get to Al in just ahead, but let's start in Dallas with NBC's Morgan Chesky. Morgan, good morning. Yeah, Savannah Hoda, good morning. And that first cold snap of the season always feels a little bit colder. Certainly the case here at the State Fair of Texas. As you mentioned over the weekend, we are breaking 90 degrees here. People 
hopping on the rides in shorts and t-shirts today. A far different story, our handy-dandy thermometer hovering just at around 40 degrees. That's officially labeled cold here in Texas, not breaking any records here in Dallas, but across the country, a far different story as these record lows are sinking in. This morning, a fall freeze causing chills. Weeks before Halloween, 99 million Americans under freeze alerts. This is usually like, this looks like Christmas, not Halloween. Let me eat my Thanksgiving food first. In the Midwest, temperatures plunging up to 19 degrees below average. A cold snap also hitting the East Coast and even further down south, including Dallas, where dipping temperatures require a warmer wardrobe. But I'm looking forward to it so I can wear a nice sweater. A big change from the first week of fall that almost broke triple digits in the city. At Rubel's Plants, the team taking extra care of frost-prone greenery. Is this just kind of how Texas weather rolls? Yeah, you never can tell what you're going to get. We Owner Mark Rubel says just a few degrees can make a huge difference, adding he would have expected this kind of forecast a month from now. So every pepper we're looking at here going indoors tonight. Yeah, we'll bring all these in just to be safe. We put up sides on the greenhouses, so why well, risk got it. it. That's yeah. right. Just a few states over, fall flurries falling across Tennessee and parts of Kentucky. And in Nagani, Michigan, schools closed Tuesday for a rare October snow day. I mean, I remember snow, but nothing like this. Powerful winds whipping up waves as high as 15 feet on the Great Lakes. Knocking down trees, utility lines, and leading to power flashes in Indiana. Oh my God! In New England, the early cold prompting concerns about another type of power problem, rolling blackouts. As global supplies tighten, officials warning the power grid may not be able to keep up with demand if there is an especially long cold snap. Now, those officials in New England stress that those blackouts would only be in a worst-case scenario, kind of comparing it to the rolling blackouts we saw in California over the summertime. But i got to tell you, here in Texas, with the return of the cold weather, everyone's minds very quickly goes back to 2021 when we saw millions lose power for days on end due to those sustained cold snap that lasted uh, nearly a week. Savannah? All right, Morgan Chesky in Dallas for us. Thank you. Why don't we bring in Mr. Roker, get a check of how long this is going to stick around. All right. Well, the good news is not that much longer. Right now, 99 million people stretching from the plains down into the Gulf Coast and all the way into the Northeast under freeze watches, warnings, and frost advisories. Record setting temperatures across about 18 states. New York, 42. Pittsburgh, 36. Tyler, Texas, 36 degrees. Same in Baton Rouge and Pensacola at 42 degrees. That Jet stream way down to the south in the eastern half of the country. So those records continue for record cold highs today. Pittsburgh, almost 20 degrees cooler than average. Nashville, you're at 59. Mobile, Alabama, 64 degrees. Tomorrow, that chills hangs in there, although starts to moderate a bit. 62 in Baltimore tomorrow. Same in Atlanta. Memphis, 68. And then we start to see a warm-up by Sunday. It's 71 in Pittsburgh, 68 in New York City. Nashville, you'll be at 79 degrees. However, when you go out west, they are baking right now. 77 in Portland, 86 Vegas, 69 in Cheyenne. Tomorrow that warmth continues, but then you see a drop in the West with temperatures falling below average in Mile City, Jackson, Reno. And next week, we flip the script. Warmer than average temperatures here in the East from Minneapolis, Houston to Raleigh. Colder than average as you get out West. Mm-hmm. So everybody gets their turn in the barrel. <laughs> a little yeah, something yeah, for everybody, right. Al. Thank you it's very okay, much. Guys. Well, as mentioned earlier, with the National 
national average for gas still hovering near $4 a gallon. The Biden administration is set to take some new steps today, hoping to reduce fuel costs. And this comes as Americans are preparing to crowd the nation's roads and airports again for another busy holiday season. After a chaotic summer, the airlines believe they are better prepared to handle that surge. NBC's Tom Costello is at Reagan National this morning. Tom, good morning. Yeah, good morning. We've got a lot of headlines here. The transportation secretary and the nation's airline CEOs say they do believe that they are better positioned going into the holidays than they were over the summer. Don't expect a lot of wiggle room, though, not a lot of extra middle seats. It's still going to be packed flying over the holidays. In the meantime, if you're driving, there could be some more relief at the pump. The Biden administration continues to tap into the nation's oil reserves as it's under pressure given inflation going into the midterms. With the war in Ukraine and OPEC cutting oil production yet again, the Biden administration now planning to tap once again the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. The White House planning to announce the additional release of as much as 15 million barrels. That could mean less pain at the pump just in time for the busy holiday season. The national average today, now 3.85, up 18 cents from a month ago, 51 cents from a year ago. Meanwhile, for those planning to fly over the holidays, the airlines remain under intense scrutiny to avoid the kind of travel mess we saw over the summer. There is more work to do on the airlines when it comes to staffing. Uh, for us, when it comes to getting our air traffic control uh, where we want and need it to be. United CEO Scott Kirby says the industry is better prepared, but... If you get bad weather or get something that happens, you know, it can be challenging. But uh, it, it's a better setup than the whole industry had going into the summer. And this year, holiday flights are going to cost you. Thanksgiving and Christmas could be among the most expensive on record, with airfares at their highest levels in at least five years. And if you haven't booked yet, you should. Generally speaking, last-minute fares go in one direction, and it is always up. The soaring costs, a combination of inflation, jet fuel prices, and the ongoing staffing shortages, all hitting at the same time that demand is booming. This past Sunday, the TSA screened nearly 2.5 million passengers, the highest daily figure since February 2020. And while planes are getting fuller, the airlines are struggling to keep up, with about 15% fewer flights taking off than compared to pre-pandemic. Meanwhile, if you've been saving up those reward points, now is the time to use them, as many companies are starting to require more points to earn a reward. They're not going to be worth more in the future, but rewards, points, and miles can be a great way to offset high travel costs. All right, let me give you a travel tip. Everybody wants to stay home for the holidays, but if you choose to travel overseas over the holidays, you may get a pretty good fare. Athens, for example, Lisbon, Dublin are looking pretty cheap right now. Guys, back to you. Oh, a little international holiday. I like it. Let's talk about inflation, Tom, while I have you. Some good news has yeah. to do with taxes. What can you tell us? So because inflation is running so hot right now, we are now seeing that the IRS is going to increase the standard deduction on your taxes. Now, we're talking tax year 2023 that starts in January, but this could have an impact on you. For married couples, your standard deduction is expected to increase $1,800 to twenty-seven, almost $28,000. Singles, about a $900 increase in your standard deduction to almost $14,000. Now, 
we're talking about tax year 23. These are the taxes you pay in 2024. But the good news is this may actually bump you or bring you down into a lower tax bracket. So you may see some extra dollars in your paycheck withholdings. You may see extra dollars in your paycheck, I should say, uh, if the employer starts adjusting you based on inflation and based on what's going to be happening to your tax bracket. 23 tax year, not this year, tax year 23. <laughs> Guys, back to you. Got it. We're still going to be excited, though, Tom. Thank you very much. Also, this morning, we are getting a new look at the impact of Russia's intensifying campaign of airstrikes across Ukraine. Evacuations now underway in just over a week, 30 percent of the country's power stations. They've been destroyed. We're also hearing from the new commander of Russian forces in Ukraine and from men now fleeing Vladimir Putin's draft. NBC's chief international correspondent Kier Simmons is in Moscow with the latest. Hey, Kier, morning. Hoda, good morning to you. President Putin speaking on Russian television just a little while ago, announcing martial law in those areas of Ukraine annexed by Russia. When you speak to Russian people here, many will tell you that they simply cannot contemplate anything other than a victory for President Putin in Ukraine, despite its military now openly talking about difficulties there. But we spoke to others who say they want nothing to do with what Russia is doing in Ukraine. This morning, President Putin meeting with his Security Council after Russia's deadly drone attacks in recent days and shelling overnight aimed at forcing Ukrainians to surrender. But overnight, President Putin's new commander of Russian forces in Ukraine saying civilians will be evacuated from the strategic city of Kherson, occupied by Russian troops, but under mounting pressure from Ukrainian soldiers. In a rare admission, he says the situation is difficult and that hard decisions must be made. Thousands have been fleeing Russia's partial draft, many to neighboring Kazakhstan. This is the bag that you left Russia with? Yeah. Just this? Yeah. Dmitry, not his real name, grabbed a few possessions and fled. He is homeless and heartbroken, but has not lost hope. What does the future hold for Russia, do you think? It's a very bright future for Russia, because uh, after the dark is down, there is a brighter sunset, you know. Nikita was a psychologist in Russia. A few weeks ago, he too fled, like so many others. Thousands and thousands and thousands. Now he set up online support groups, including for the women left behind in Russia, often looking after children without support. They need to see they're not alone. Helping others helps you. Yeah, that's right. Really. It gives you a purpose. Yeah, yeah. Without this, I, I didn't know what to do right there. My mind also would blow. He tells people to pay what they can. He makes enough to eat, he says, which is good enough for now. This situation teaches you what's important in life. Yeah. What is that? Always remember that uh, every people you talk to uh, is a is is a humans. Is a human. Yeah, right. It's a person. It doesn't matter. You are, you are you Russian, Ukraine, uh, American, or it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. 
incredibly brave to speak out like that. Back to that announcement of martial law in those annexed areas of Ukraine. What it means is that the Russian army, as far as President Putin says, is in charge now of uh, those areas. It comes after independent polling holders suggest that many Russians are very anxious now about what is happening in Ukraine. And I have to tell you, when we uh, crossed the border there, we saw young people after young people, group after group, who had simply left Russia and said they may never go back. Hoda? All right, Keir Simmons for us there in Moscow this morning. Keir, thanks. Quarter after, Craig joins us, and welcome back. Good welcome to see back. you. Good to be back, Savannah Hoda. Good morning. Good morning to you as well. Some new developments this morning in the migrant crisis that's become quite the flashpoint in midterm races across the country. Here in New York City, a new tent camp is opening over on Randall's Island, this coming after the mayor declared a state of emergency to handle an influx of thousands of migrants. NBC's Stephanie Gosk has made her way to that new tent camp. Steph, good morning to you. Good morning, Craig. I'm out here in what has really become the latest center for the immigration debate, an island in the middle of the East River in New York City. City officials describe this place as a way station, but it's really set up as somewhere where people could end up spending not hours, but days. This morning, controversy around a new facility for migrants on New York City's Randall's Island. After an influx of over 20,000 migrants have arrived from the border, crowding the city's already strained shelter system. Mayor Eric Adams hoping to solve what he calls a humanitarian crisis. We were hit with this unprecedented influx, and what did we do? We pivoted and shifted to make sure that we addressed it. The 84,400 square foot facility is made up of three giant white tents, slated to temporarily house house as many as 500 single male migrants with wall-to-wall cots, laundry center, cafeteria, and recreation area. Overnight, Google Maps labeling the location, quote, Adam's Tent City. It's unclear where the label came from. But the project has been at the center of the heated immigration debate. Governors from other states like Texas sending migrants to New York, saying states with more liberal laws should handle the influx at the southern border. After Florida Governor Ron DeSantis chartered a plane with migrants to Martha's Vineyard weeks ago. Politicians ramping up the rhetoric ahead of the midterm elections. Joe Biden's five million illegal aliens are on the verge of replacing you. In New York, the mayor now under fire for housing the migrants on Randall's Island. Republicans say it's a waste of money, while critics from the left say the tents are unacceptable. The tent city is horrible. It's just a repeat of what they're escaping right now. The new facility was put here on an island that has no housing for New York City residents and few facilities after concerns about flooding caused the city to scrap plans to set up tents in the Bronx. So migrants will be arriving today. We're not exactly sure when. It won't be women and children. They're being put in hotels. Among the services that they will get here are caseworkers here that will start helping them navigate what is a very complicated immigration process. Craig? All right. Stephanie Gosco, we're on Randall's Island. Steph, thank you. 718. Mr. Roker, the man of the hour. What you got? Good to see you guys and good to see all of you. Sunny and warm out west. Gorgeous times. However, with that dry, hot air, we've got a fire risk. 
risk in the Western Plains. Widespread record cold, as we've been talking about. Still a little wet weather around the Great Lakes with this pesky low pressure system. And up and down the eastern seaboard, we are looking at lovely weather. And that's your latest weather. Guys? All right, Al, thank you. Just ahead this morning with rising prices, how will you be able to save while you shop this holiday season? Well, John Ferner, the CEO of Walmart U.S., is with us this morning exclusively. He'll tell us what the nation's largest retailer is doing to prepare for that rush and give us a first look at his company's plans for this year's Black Friday. Plus, a powerful conversation to put the protests in Iran in perspective. I had a chance to sit down with three women of Iranian descent, many of family and friends still there. They're eager to share their take on the push for change, their pride in seeing it led by a younger generation and their hopes for the future, both here and the U.S. But first, this is Today on NBC. Hey, it's Mel Robbins. Let's cut to the chase. There is a change you want to make right now, but you're waiting to feel motivated. You don't need motivation. You've got me. You can change your life anytime you want. And when you're ready, the Mel Robbins podcast is here to help you with inspiration and simple science-backed tools to help you create a better life. Listen to me and you'll feel motivated, all right. Listen and follow the Mel Robbins podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed we're back 7 30 wednesday morning and that's the morning sky over new york city and as we begin this half hour we want to say Good morning. Let's move on to our 7.30 headlines, guys. President Biden pledged yesterday to push for an abortion rights bill if Democrats keep control of Congress in the November election. Biden says he would make a bill to codify abortion rights his first priority. If passed, he would aim to sign it by the 50th anniversary of the landmark Roe versus Wade decision in January. But any bills on abortion rights would be difficult to pass in a closely divided Senate where 60 votes are needed to overcome filibusters. A California man was convicted yesterday for killing Kristen Smart, a college student who disappeared back in 1996. Paul Flores, a former classmate of Smart's, had long been considered a suspect, but he wasn't arrested until last year. Flores's father, who was accused of helping move Smart's body, was found not guilty. Paul Flores now faces 25 years to life in prison and he'll be sentenced in December. Savannah? 
All right, guys, thank you. And we turn now to today's Consumer Confidential. And for many Americans, the holiday shopping season, it is already underway with major retailers offering deals earlier than ever. And with rising prices and inflation showing few signs of slowing down anytime soon, the shopping experience could look very different from last year's. So with us exclusively to talk about that and more is the CEO of Walmart U.S., John Ferner. John, good morning. It's good to have you here. Thanks for having me. Well, the holidays are upon us. They seem to start even earlier. Um, do you think there's going to be a strong holiday season? Obviously, inflation is a huge issue right now. Well, it's such an important time of year for so many people. As, as you mentioned earlier, falls in the air and you can feel like the season's changing. And you know, we're, we're really excited about um, what we're seeing. About a quarter of Americans are already shopping for Thanksgiving and, and the holiday season. And there's a lot of momentum going into this time. But it's, it's just such a fun time for so many families. You're here to announce some Black Friday sales, sales plural. So it's not just going to be one Black Friday this year. It's a little different than what we've done in in years past. Traditionally, it was always on the Friday after Thanksgiving. And this year, we'll be starting on November 7th at at 12 noon with early access for Walmart Plus members. That's a Monday, not a Friday. It's a Monday. Okay. Monday. And then two more on the 14th and the 21st. So however you want to shop in store or online, we'll be ready for you. Is this a reflection of having to work harder for the consumer dollar in this environment? Well, it's a little bit of a change based on what we know from our customers. They've been shopping earlier and earlier every, every year. And particularly the last couple of years, we see a lot of people buying sooner than they would have in years past. So we moved the events up to be ready for them. Last year, the issue was supply chain. Mm -hmm. Am I going to get my stuff in time? This year, retailers are sitting on a lot of extra inventory. How is that going to affect the consumer? Does that mean the prices are going to be lower? Well, our our team has done just, I think, a phenomenal job of getting through all the supply chain challenges. We're much better positioned. You know, we are seeing some categories where we do see some prices moderating and disinflating, like in the protein category and even some deflation in items like televisions and consumer electronics. This is one of the issues I wanted to raise because food inflation has been one of the most persistent sources of rising costs. Walmart, one of the biggest grocers in the United States. Do you see that easing anytime soon? Well, our, our purpose as a company is to help people save money and live better. So this is something that we work on and, and talk about each and every day. And we're hopeful that we'll see some moderating prices. As I mentioned, a couple of categories have shown some signs of slowing down, which which keeps us you know, feeling optimistic that we can make some progress over the next few months. Well, let's talk about that, because as you know, the Fed has raised interest rates since March. I think a total of five times already and is going to keep going until this economy cools down, until prices start coming down. Do you see any evidence that this is working? Well, we certainly um, are watching the market very closely. But what we see from customers is that spending is is still strong. Um, There's a lot of demand in the United States, and we think that's going to continue. And we'll be positioned and ready for any sort of economic environment that we're operating in. Isn't that a a strange situation? Because consumers are still spending. And as long as consumers will pay those high prices, inflation persists. And, uh, you know, that's a a strange dynamic. How do you see it? Well, we're, as I said, really focused on doing everything we, we can to take unnecessary costs out of out of any part of our business so that we can reflect better retail values for customers. I mean, we know that customers are seeking value just in, in the last quarter, and we saw a significant amount of, our, of the customers that joined or started shopping at Walmart were at higher incomes than what we've seen previously. So value is certainly important, and that's something we'll be focused on throughout the entire season, including categories like food. Do you feel like consumers are hitting that point where they're done paying those high prices? I think it depends on the personal situation that consumers are in, and we see a broad range of behaviors. Um, Some customers have been switching to private brands and smaller pack sizes, and then other consumers, customers are in better shape. So it's, it's really different depending on where you are 
around the country. We'll talk about the economy. A recent Bloomberg Bloomberg forecast put the probability of recession at 100 percent. The vast majority of corporate CEOs said they expect it and about half are preparing for layoffs. You are not just any CEO. You are the CEO of the largest retailer in the United States and the largest employer, too. Do you think we're going to have a recession? No, we we think it's hard to say. Um, certainly, I'm not an economist, so I can't predict that. But what I can say as the, as a retailer in the business that we manage is we'll be ready for any sort of situation that we face as a business and for customers. I mean, certainly, um, we would prefer a strong economy over one that's weaker. And that's better for the country. It's better for trade and better for customers. But with our business, we have our online business. We, we have a big business in food. We have a business in general merchandise and apparel. So we'll be positioned well um, throughout this. And, you know, we've been through this before. Um, back to 2007, 2008, what we saw is customers that were coming into the brand. And what's different this time for, for Walmart is we have so many more options for customers. We have a pickup business. We have our store business. We have delivery to home. So I think we're positioned well um, regardless of what happens. But we want to be there for all types of consumers. Let me push a little further on this because you have this unique vantage point. And in some ways, Walmart is a bellwether of what's coming. Your competitor, prime competitor, so to speak, Jeff Bezos of Amazon, just last night in a tweet said, yep, the probability in this economy tell you to batten down the hatches. And he was responding to the Goldman Sachs CEO saying a recession was likely. Do you think a recession is likely? Well, it's as I said before, it's really not um, our position to predict what's going to happen in the economy. And what we do is we really stay focused on being ready for any type of business environment. Um, these cycles happen over, over time in the economy. And we've been in a, a pretty strong run now for about a dozen years. So you know, should things get worse, I think we'll be ready. Should things stay as they are, we can continue to serve customers all across the country. We're out of time, but I forgot to ask the most important thing. Are, is Walmart going to be open on Thanksgiving or is that a thing of the past? It's, it's a thing of the past. We'll be closed again on Thanksgiving. Fortunately, all of our associates will be able to spend time with their loved ones this year. All right. Walmart U.S. CEO John Ferner, thank you so much thank for you. your time, sir. Appreciate it. Sure. Guys, over to you. All right, Savannah. Thank you. Uh, coming up, we are following up on a story that's getting a ton of attention. The frequent use of chemical hair straight potentially linked to an increase of cancer. A lot of you guys had questions. We're going to take a closer look and we're going to bring you answers. First, though, a new interview with Friendstar Matthew Perry sharing his addiction journey, why he's now comfortable talking about it, and what has him so hopeful for his future. We'll do that right after this. Hey, it's Mel Robbins. Let's cut to the chase. There is a change you want to make right now, but you're waiting to feel motivated. You don't need motivation. You've got me. You can change your life anytime you want. And when you're ready, the Mel Robbins podcast is here to help you with inspiration and simple science-backed tools to help you create a better life. Listen to me and you'll feel motivated, all right. Listen and follow the Mel Robbins podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna book club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts.
Back 742, almost 20 years after the finale of Friends, Matthew Perry is coming out with a new memoir. Yeah, and he uh, he has a lot to say, sharing in great detail his profound struggle with what he calls the dark side. Yeah, Chanel is here with more on that. Hey, yes, Chanel, good morning. morning to you guys. As Chandler Bing, Matthew Perry was the funniest friend, famous for perfect one-liners and for always getting that laugh. But throughout much of his time on the hit series, Perry now admits in a new tell-all book he was fighting a serious addiction problem. Ding dong, the psycho's gone. His comedic timing, always impeccable. Way to save your dignity, my man. His sarcasm, legendary. I went to that tanning place your wife suggested. Was that place the sun? But over the course of 10 seasons and 236 episodes, Matthew Perry, who at one point famously made $1 million an episode for Friends, was in a constant struggle with addiction. He was hospitalized with complications from his addiction, and doctors actually gave him a 2% chance of living. In an interview with People magazine, Perry talks about his upcoming memoir, Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing. It's a no-holds-barred look at his three-decade struggle with drugs and alcohol. He's not sugarcoating this. He's being brutally honest. Perry was just 24 when he nabbed the role of Chandler Bing and says his addiction issues escalated with his sudden fame, writing, if you gauge my weight from season to season, when I'm carrying weight, it's alcohol. When I am skinny, it's pills. When I have a goatee, it's lots of pills. His weight seesawing from 225 pounds to 128 pounds. The difference is especially noticeable from the end of season six. Will you marry me? Yes. To the beginning of season seven. Monica and I are engaged. At one point, Perry writes he was up to 55 pain pills a day. In a Friends reunion special last year, Perry says the self-inflicted pressure to get a laugh was crippling. To me, I felt like I was going to die if they didn't laugh. If I didn't get the laugh I was supposed to get, I would freak out. It would take you down. He credits the show and his friend's family with helping him make it through. They were understanding and they were patient. And it could be said that doing the show saved me. Now at age 53, after 15 stints in rehab and 14 addiction-related surgeries, Perry tells people he is healthy and that he hopes his memoir will help others in a similar situation. People are suffering out there, and maybe if they hear a story from somebody they've seen on TV that's worse or the same as theirs, they'll be filled with hope. Perry says he could only write this book now because he finally feels he's safe from going to the dark side again. He also says he's in a good place to look for love. Mm-hmm. Um, God bless him for sharing his story. Yeah. We, we've talked about it all the time on the show. When someone shares their story, pain, you know, health issues, yeah. you can and save you, a life. And you, know, you don't know what anyone's going through. Like, we, we watched that show. We yeah. were like, he seems funny and fine. You have no idea the demons people yeah. are carrying. Wow. Yeah, it takes a we lot, wish lot of courage Absolutely. to tell that story. And thank him for sharing. Uh-huh. Yeah. All you. right. Mr. Roker, how about a check of the weather? All right. Let's show you what we've got as we take a look around the country. We start off again. Satellite fairly quiet. That's the good news. We've got that one pesky low pressure system around the Great Lakes bring a little snow. We've got a little wet weather down through Florida. Otherwise, uh, most folks are fairly high and dry. The 90
90s and 80s as you make your way into the Southern California area, 70s down through the Southern Gulf, 30s as we get up into the Great Lakes, but temperatures will be moderating over the next several days. But widespread record lows this morning throughout the southeast. We're looking at a few showers and some snow showers around the eastern Great Lakes. That fire risk does continue, unfortunately, for the central plains. It's been so dry there, sunny and warm out west. And that is your latest weather, guys. All right. Still, Still ahead, Al, a new perspective on the civil rights protests we're witnessing in Iran. Yeah, with so many people risking so much to take a stand, you want to hear the perspective of three women of Iranian descent who we had a chance to speak to. But first, these messages. This is my first time seeing you. Look at it. Yeah. Good to see you, brother. Good to see you, too. too We had a whole bro hug going on. Coming up on a packed pop start, we've got something cool for Michael B. Jordan fans. It entails both sides of the camera. Also, big news for Bond. Plus, we were just talking about holiday shopping, so we will kick off something new today to help you get everything you need. Specific lists filled with must-haves for the entire family. We're going to start this morning with the season's hottest toys. Mm. Meanwhile, while you're gone... Hey, it's Mel Robbins. Let's cut to the chase. There is a change you want to make right now, but you're waiting to feel motivated. You don't need motivation. You've got me. You can change your life anytime you want. And when you're ready, the Mel Robbins podcast is here to help you with inspiration and simple science-backed tools to help you create a better life. Listen to me and you'll feel motivated, all right. Listen and follow the Mel Robbins podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.